G'day everybody and welcome to another episode of Banter Over Whiskey. Thank you for listening in. We really appreciate it. If you do listen regularly and you like what you hear, please jump on social media and search Banter Over Whiskey podcast and, and give us a follow, give us a like. And if you like what you hear, as Adrian always says, tell all your friends if you uh if you've got some comments or some recommendations for what we can change, please let us know. And you can do that on our social media or send us a message to podcast at gmail.com. So tonight um, we've got a, our, um, a couple of our regulars. So Adrian, Vic and myself, Brad. But we've got a very, very special guest tonight um, in Mr. Whiskey Pete. Hey, Pete. Good evening. Thank you, you for having me, gentlemen. Oh, Good mate. to be here. Welcome, Welcome back. Good evening. Good to be back. Fighting, fighting fit. Well, f- fighting and almost fit. Let's go with that. So you're, you're back kicking goals again, mate, after your little uh, oh, escapade there I, 12, 18 months ago? Well, I think my I think my football career might be ruined from kicking goals. <laughs> yeah. and that's in all codes. That includes yeah. AFL, Union, League, and soccer slash football for the you know those on the other side of the the dip but uh look i'm doing better than they thought i would they, they i was told i'd always be on a walking stick uh, for those that don't know i had a car accident well i wasn't in the car someone else mm. was in the car and i got hit by the car yeah. whilst crossing the road and went over up and over the top, mate. hit my head forgot everything i knew about whiskey for about six months was in bed for about 10 months and slowly been building back there's the fucking that's the rundown but um i've got my whiskey knowledge back so that's good feeling feeling educated again and i can walk unassisted and i can even run so we are getting there but awesome christ you're, you're better than me mate let's not hang the boots up on the football like the career yeah. running buddy for where i'm at then maybe we should maybe maybe, <laughs> we'll, maybe maybe what we do is we just invest in set a set of roller skates each and and we take that out we'll go rollerblading on the boardwalk together bit of, we can, bit of, um, yeah. i normally do three dudes with Three dudes with beards rollerblading together, wasn't that last weekend? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's that, what's that, what, what was it called? Roller derby? You know where they taking people out? I can, I can yeah, imagine yeah, yeah, that yeah, happening. Yeah, with the vicious chicks. But that's got nothing to do with whiskey other than drinking roll, whiskey roller derby could be a thing. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God. I, mean, I reckon it would be a thing that. Sponsored by... Jack Daniels. <laughs> how about how about you know you know in the sixties other used to serve uh, fast food and rollerblades. They used to have the girls come out and serve um yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, about we dress up as as boys and we serve people in whiskey, a whiskey at your event in rollerblades. In kilts, what could go wrong? Why not? What Why could go, what could go wrong? wrong? That's the marketing department coming through there. Don't worry about the HR department. We're not big enough for one of those yet. <laughs> it's the same person, isn't it? HR, OH&S and marketing. Yeah. It's all the one dude. Yeah, it's yeah. Brad. Oh, no, I was going to say, <laughs> he wears a cowboy hat and has a beard. <laughs> oh, no, you don't want to trust me with, with any, any of those responsibilities. I've got enough of my own responsibility <laughs> trying to run my own show. We're trying to get my own want... show, own show I back up. I don't think you want to hand those responsibilities others. over to anybody else, though, Pete. <laughs> Yeah, no, micromanager, my my type of dude. So what's everyone drinking tonight? I feel like maybe we should have a chat about whiskey. Absolutely. What are you? You, you go first. What are you drinking? Oh, no, I asked the I, I think I can, I think I can see a Ben, ben Riach. So oh, you, you well, need to talk about opened. it. Yeah, now you've cracked it. Yeah, so I'm having a Ben Riach, um, the Smoky 12. It's a three-cast matured. It's masala and I don't know what. Oh, yeah, there you yeah, masala, sherry, and bourbon cast. Um, and the reason I picked it up is I always loved the peated Ben Reacts. If it was sherried and peated, in, and this is when it was Billy Walker owned back in the day, as in three years ago, or give or take. And I was intrigued to see what Brown Foreman have done with it since purchasing the distillery. And it's okay. Quite like it. I think it, it wasn't bad value. I think I paid about 120 bucks for the bottle. It's pretty oh, tasty. So that's not the that's not the one from the whiskey club. No, Did no, you pick no. That up just, the whiskey club. No, not from the whiskey no, the, club. That, that was a it's ten, I think, Brad. This is this oh, is, is that a ten? A regular mm. Goyim Gen Pop 
edition of Ben React Smoky 12 that you should be able to find at all good liquor retailers. Very no, nice. Nothing, nothing too exclusive about this. Very, very nice. Still delicious, okay. though. Which means you can buy it at home. Who's next? I'll Give us some nuts. Then, Give then. us some nuts for the people at home. I love the. Well, let everyone introduce I'll... their whiskey first. We'll talk about it and then we'll get into okay, it. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> One thing without order, there's chaos. 100%. (laughs) Wouldn't have it any other way, mate. I like chaos. I went down the local bottle shop today because I knew knew that you were coming on tonight, so I thought I needed something special or something different is probably a better word. I grabbed the Coastal coastal Stone, the new new one from Manly Spirits in northern Sydney there. So, um, mate, it's not bad. It's a typical Australian 500ml bottle, 46%. It's um, light, as you can see. Sorry, mate. What what cask is it done in? It, it, it looks like there's a bit of a mate, reddish hue there. There was. Oh, look. Here's some notes I prefer, prepared. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, the barrels is quite a few. So... whiteboard there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pictures of me on it with ribbons going from side to side, which is weird, but anyway. <laughs> oh, they're colourful ribbons too. Through that earlier. <laughs> and a map. So... Location. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, bro, right. it's good so, to fucking have I'm your just, back, man. I'm still in your basement. Look, I'll, be, in your base I'll be honest, I'm just back. reading the notes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know, mate. I know. I've got the, the locks on the outside. That's why I haven't left. So yeah. we've, got, we've got everything from American Oak, we've got Barossa Valley X Red Wine Cars, 500 litres, 300 litres. So it's a, just a big mi- mix match of everything. French yeah. oak, and um, yeah, so and ex, also ex bourbon casts with American oak, so it's a little bit of everything. But you know, like we we're so talking it, about earlier, yeah. So it's the manly version of like Amrit Spectrum with like six cars. You know what I mean? Just grab everything, and we can build some age and character and depth into it. And can I ask a question? Can I ask a question? When 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 mm-hmm. you are nosing it and taking a sip of it. Are you finding that the the cast and the flavors marry and blend together into one cohesive spirit, or are you finding that you can I, taste snap it, snippets of everything? Mate, I'm I'm getting one big one, which is okay. me. Yeah, and um, they've done it really well. Because that's and the, like, that's, yeah, like that's was, trick yeah. with multi with multi cast blending and that kind of thing is it's got to taste cohesive at the end, and you can do it through time, or you can do it through really really clever flavor placement and hitting everywhere in your palate um that's why i was asking but that's good news yeah that's all right i I haven't tried it um, i'm looking forward to it now it looks great it it was was under under a hundred dollars too mate so um i think it was a hundred for an aussie whiskey but you know i think i paid 99 for it for the local um first choice i think it was yeah so Oh, Mate, it's really that. good. And, yeah, like you were saying earlier, it's got the, the space side characters to it. Yeah. And um, they're all stone fruity on the nose and, and just the, the lighter, which is really different for me because, yeah, last week we were talking about how much I like peat and everything like that. And this Aww. is uh, the complete opposite. And here I am. That. Yeah, I know. I know, I know. It's like you, you I said your name three times and you appeared. <laughs> were you wearing ruby slippers? Well, you sneeze seven times and, in a row. And you? <laughs> Next time. <laughs> and Vic, what are you drinking, brother? Well, I got I got special effects going, so I'm going to... Oh, look at this. This is live. <laughs> down. You ready? So, you ready? You ready? Ready? So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Very All right, you ready? And the third? But, oh, this is That's fucking awesome. awesome. There you go. You should grab that right. sound, other than the fact I talked over it and ruined it. That was awesome. <laughs> I have the Glenmorangie 12 exclusive from the Whiskey Club, the first ever barrel select release from Glenmorangie anywhere in the world, and an exclusive to Australian subscribers only. That means no one else in the world has was access this to this one, stuff. Was this the one that all the people overseas had the shits about? That, like, <laughs> we had an Aussie exclusive? Because um, I've just slowly been trickling back into social media and I'm pretty sure I saw something. I might have even just been an ad for the Whiskey Club posting all the stuff about people bitching overseas that 
no one else could get it. But um, well, they can uh, stop bitching because Whiskey Club is going international. Oh, Ta-da! Sure. So there you go. Um, right. Would, would they be? Would they be? Uh, just a side question here. Would they be the biggest whiskey club in, in the, the world, world? You reckon? In the world, they are. Yes. They'd have to be close, wouldn't they? Because there's no, they, like are. they are. They are. Active, active, active subscription. Yes. Yeah, yeah I, believe, uh, a, I believe so. Not, double, yeah. I think. <clears throat> for an active subscription that every month you either need to opt out or you get a Malta bottle, yes, they are the biggest in, of its kind in the world. There's another, there's another one in the US called Flavia. I think it's called F-L-A-V-I-A-R, I think. And they've got – actually, this is great for people at home. They've actually got a really good website, probably one of the best whiskey educational websites and I, I used to look at it quite a bit, uh, one to educate me and one and, and the other was to work out how to do it better. Um, but, yeah, they, they've got a pretty big subscription service through, through the U.S. and with a heap of venture capital and that kind of thing. Yeah, but I think uh, Whiskey Club beats them, which is pretty cool, right? In Australia, mm. I happened out of Tasmania with Birdie, who used to work at – who used to be the uh, marketing manager for Sullivan's Cove. And then set this up on the side until it uh, overtook what Sullivan Scove could offer him. Yeah, nice there word. you go. Little interesting piece of trivia. Um, well, Sorry. this whiskey, this no, that was good. That was a good pick. This whiskey, right? Um, it's the new, um, the new labeling from Glenmorangie. People can't see it at home, but um, if you just Google up Glenmorangie, you'll see the new labeling. This one is uh, a Montalabo. Sorry, finish. I just want to say about that label. Is that um, they've done it that way so you can pronounce it correctly. Now, so if you have a look, it says Glen Moore Ranji. Yeah, I was literally so that's just our, thinking, uh, that's, the, that's why I hadn't done heard it that, that way. So, literally just thinking mm. it when I looked at it, I was like, oh, pronunciation. Yeah, uh huh. So yeah, another interesting piece of trivia. This is uh, this turning out very trivia trivia everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so I know you like your casks. Um, Pete, so this is a Montelado finish, okay? Um, like I said, exclusive for the Whiskey Club. It smells like they do it. It's the ten year, the ten year American oak, and then finish for two years. It's standard Glenmo. Okay, fine. Now I forgot. I read it, but Probably. they did um... like Lasanta, like Lasanta, and um, fucking Quinta Raban, and uh, what else do they call it? Nectar Dior and stuff. They're all the ten-year Glenmorangie, and then they finish them off for two years. So I assume it's fallen under that. And is this release uh, eight years? Eight years, four years finished in uh, Montalado Sherry. Oh yeah, cool, awesome. So and this... they went a bit longer. Is this something that's only exclusive to the Whiskey Club forever or the Whiskey Club got it first and then it will become a... It's it's exclusive on the, at the moment. It is exclusive only to the Whiskey Club here yeah. in Australia. Yeah, and yeah. it is the first ever barrel select release that Glenmorangie has ever done anywhere. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. yeah, so there you go. If they decide to keep yeah. going with these barrel Making select or even with... Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, you got it. You can do with some buying power. Absolutely. It's power of purchase, uh, the Bussy Club, and it grew astronomically. And I commend Bertie and the team for it because they don't hide anything. They always try and uh, do their best by the customer, even though there's some uh, sour pusses out there. And you know what? I haven't got time for you people. And hear me, hear me right now. All you guys are complaining about the Whiskey Club, especially some influencers out there. Oh, they're going enough now. Man. Go suck on, on a sour lemon, please. The amount of fucking work they put into it. You don't like it? Opt out. You know, you all, a lot of there's a lot of people out they there that like you, freebies. They like owe free you shit. Johnny Red forever. Hey, <laughs> 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 no, all your whiskey oh. be slate bourbon from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Right out. The color. The color for the people at home. It is a nice. I'll call these. I was gonna. I was gonna say something really bad. It's a brown, a nice little light copper. I'll call it. Um, yeah. I'm getting. I'm getting a lot of fruit. I'm getting a nice on the nose. I'm getting syrupy orange peel. 
baked vanilla cake, Madeira cake, and a few peaches. Yeah, you know when you got those peaches from um, what's the Aussie Aussie uh, company that puts peaches in a can? SPC. That's oh, right, SPC oh, peaches. SPC Artemona. You know Coca-Cola. Yes. So I used to work for Coca-Cola. Yeah. Ah, and now uh, the palate division, but yeah, the palate. I'm getting a nice orange cake. Oh my god, this is delicious! I just want to drink and not talk. Bit of ginger, finish. A lot of honey. Does anyone nuts. believe that? Oh, I'm just going to drink. You guys talk between yourselves. Not a hope in the hell, Pete. Not a hope in the hell. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, give him another bottle. Vic's caught a case of the Brads. So since uh, since Vic's caught a case of the Brads, I think maybe we should move to Brad. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I, um, I've actually while you guys have been talking, I've been I've been sipping on drinking um, uh, a, a Bushmills ten. <laughs> I've had two drams of that while you like has been banging on about other stuff. Um, yeah. But that that was uh, that was in homage to your your post on the weekend, Pete, about the the um, daily drinker. That's that's something that I, oh, I right. always have a bottle of, right? It's yeah. um it's just such a nice nice uh, whiskey for the especially for the price. Um, but what I'm actually drinking tonight, what I wanted to talk about is this old Pulteney um, from the Whiskey Club. Also, um, bit. there you go. Another um, shout out. Bertie, if you're listening at home, <laughs> we need to get him on here, don't we? You, um, you haven't had him on. Does he have an ambassador now? I think they they were talking about getting an uh, an ambassador for the whiskey club. You could definitely get them, but you should totally. It's a husband and yeah, wife. Wife's amazing. I think the ambassador is um, um, is the ambassador uh, uh, Seamus? Seamus. Yeah, Seamus. Oh, Seamus yeah, yeah, from the ex-Brown yeah. Foreman, and um, he was at Whiskey Loot before, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, was he really? I didn't know he was at Whiskey Loot. Yeah, I knew so he was Brown Foreman. He was one of the founders, and then <laughs> I don't, I, I'm not sure what happened. Oh, right. he's no yeah. longer, but he was definitely at Whiskey Loot at the beginning when I first met him, and then he went to Brown Foreman. But you that could definitely sense. get – yeah, you should totally should. Why not? And, and you should yeah. get him to send a sample pack out of, like – Four, four of their amazing things they're working on for you guys to spruik them in advance. That's what you should do, considering you're all paying customers. Yeah. We've got we've got Who so much of their shit. We don't need samples. Right. <laughs> well, send them to me then. I haven't got I haven't had samples in two years. I stopped it, it, It's really people. it's really funny, you know. Like we we do often have like all of us have have you know been on the journey with um with the whiskey club for some time you know and and like what you were saying before vic you know like there's a lot of haters out there but and you know like when you're I at the top certainly, of the game, yeah always, but you're always yeah, gonna tall, have haters. Tall, I'm tall now. poppy right tall <laughs> poppy welcome to australia can <laughs> i i do though i reminisce when they had a, a smaller number of um people buying whiskey and they could they could actually put some really rare well not rare but unique whiskies out there because it was you know because they didn't they didn't need 30 casts of them yeah exactly yeah so, yeah but still get the add-ons that's where the add-ons come in i know it's hard yeah, to get yeah exactly exactly <laughs> right exactly right and um you know i'm not ashamed in saying that i don't often get the um the whiskey of the month but i i fairly regularly get the add-ons um so, yeah, the the old Pulteney is a uh, eleven year old from memory. Shit, I, uh, I spoke too soon, didn't I? Vintage twenty ten. Um, I'm pretty yeah, sure I read right. that it was an eleven year old. Twenty ten. Twenty one, maybe. And it's here. um, it's ex ex um American oak bourbon barrels, um, and um, it's bottled at fifty nine percent. ABV, so yeah, it's um pretty um pretty big. Yeah, it's on got. The, on it's, the, have you so, had it, Pete? Uh, so Old Pulteney is one of those. Uh, there's there's probably four or five. No, yeah, probably five whiskies that have this place in my heart that will always like. I I kind of uh, melt and gush for them, almost like they're my children. 
and Old Pulteney is definitely one of them. It, it's a whiskey I brought to Australia. I was the guy that brought it to Australia. It didn't exist here before me. And it, and, um, and it got really famous shortly after, which really helped my profile because, you know, like being out, able to go out and, and guess and piss, pick these whiskies before whiskey was even properly, properly um, aspirational in Australia, let's say. And then it was one of those ones that went on to huge, huge fame. But why don't we just quickly talk about it? Because there's a couple of great stories about old Pulteney. I have to. I can't help it. Yeah, but, on. And the main one is, so old Pulteney is one of those... Uh, um one of those whiskies that not a lot of people know about but was really fucking influential in its style of whiskey it is the ultimate maritimers malt if anyone's heard that term before so maritimers malt normally links to coastal distilleries generally through the hebrides um more outer than inner but any distillery that's on the coast really that cops that sea spray impact you know talisker is the the stereotypical one that everyone thinks of and anything on the coast in Isla, I suppose. But Old Pulteney is the ultimate maritimers malt. In fact, it's named after the ship that frequented the distillery the most. Uh, at the time, it was the northernmost distillery on the Scottish mainland as, as all the ships would run up, the fishing vessels and stuff, and head off across to the North Sea. They'd stop in at their favourite distillery and pick up their casks of whiskey for their journey because who wants to go to sea sober? <laughs> uh, especially in the North Sea and that crossing exactly. from like Orkney across and into the North Sea. If anyone's seen Vikings before, when those guys, uh, they worked out their own compass and head, headed west, that was through the North Sea and it's pretty fucking hectic. So you, you definitely need some booze. So a lot of these sailors would stop off at the old Pulteney distillery, but the distillery uh, uh, was in Pulteney, but the ship, uh, is that no? This distillery was in Wick, but the ship was called Old Pulteney that frequented it the most. So they decided to name the distillery after the ship that rocked on through the most, which is why they still have the picture on the boat on the front. Actually, no, oh, did they drop the boat? They used to have it no, on the back no. on the box. Yeah, yeah they did on the box. It's, it's there, on you there. Go. there you go. Yeah. That's Pulteney. But being being so far north. Um, means it costs a lot of wind and sea spray and that kind of volatility of climate but it's also really cold the whole time throughout the year meaning that you've got to have a really good quality distillate because the barrel can't fix any of the problems that you've created so it's one of those really cut and dry whiskies but it's got um like this beautiful salt characteristic which seems to un be underpinned by this buttery oily characteristic and yet it still drinks like a light whiskey which i, I it's hard to ex explain until you've tried it but there's a lot of textural stuff going on and and um and the the flavor is slightly withdrawn because it's come from the distillate not from the cask um because every stage in the whiskey making process is how you add flavoring anyway that's my ramble oh pop I, I I absolutely get the the oiliness that you're talking about, Pete. It's yeah. it's sort of towards the it's end. It's got this beautiful mouthfeel and richness, right? And there's so well, much going on with I, flavor. I don't know. I, I don't get I don't get that at the start because, and maybe that's because it's you know 59. percent But I get I get a bit of you know that tingling around the edges of the tongue and and stuff. Um, but Sorry. towards the end, absolutely get that that oiliness. It's yeah, yeah. it's lovely. It's complete and not flavor. You got the watermark on the bottle, Brad. There should be a compass. I think it's on the base of the bottle. A what? Is it there or not? Yeah. Or is it at the the watermark? The start. Yeah, huh? There you go. Yeah. What's that tell you? The North Star. The North Star. Yeah. There you go. Just another piece of trivia. Oh, there you go. There's a star <laughs> in the bottle, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't really. I didn't wow. really talk flavor on my whiskey because i didn't realize we were going into that in fact i'm work, trying to work out where i hit my bottle i don't know well, but um what, what i was going to say though pete like yeah. um you're saying how because it's cold the cast doesn't hide anything um well, bourbon be, even it, it has less of that expansion and contraction like through volatility mm. of climate like as as a cask heats up it sucks the whiskey through the charcoal into the wood and then as it cools it squeezes it back in but if it's just cold the whole time 
It means you're getting yep. less of that cask influence and it means you need a good quality distillate to begin with. Yep. Yeah. And and being a being a bourbon cask, there's like there's nowhere to hide, is there? So um, it's gotta be that's good. actually it's when you think good. about it, like that's really good for, for that that situation, <laughs> right? So yeah. hundred and ten percent agree. That's what I always loved about old Pulteney. Whether you drink it as a white dog, as in straight up out of the still, or through any of its age statements, you can taste the quality in the distillate. And for a whiskey yeah, drinker that yeah. likes whiskey, that's important because you know, leaving it in cask for ages to make it taste good, that's cheating, really. Make it taste good first and then leave it in cask and then see what you can Absolutely. Out. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. taste why would you pair? Well, what would you pair? Or um, both. Or both. Yeah. What are you actually? No, not why would you pair. Why are you pairing your Ben Riach with what cigar? For the people that I'm, Pete is lighting oh, yeah. up his cigar. Oh, yeah. Well, I was really smoking. Uh, so it's a Placencia Robusto, which is um, the only organic uh, tobacco cigar rolling house in existence. Full stop. That's it. It's out of Pistelli in Nicaragua, which is up in the north. And I really like that region for for, uh, tobacco production and for cigar rolling. In fact, uh, I've never been, I've never visited, but based on the roles that I've had from there, I would say they have the most capable and talented cigar rollers in the world, full stop. They have the most even draw, the most beautiful wrappers and caps, and they just smoke like a dream. But Placencia is all organic tobacco, and in fact, it's the only cigar house that produces only all all organic cigars, which does have a flavor impact as well. So that's what I'm. If I was to get one of them cigars, where would I be able to get it from? You can talk to me, and I can put you in touch with the right people. But there you uh, go. (laughs) But cigar people at home. Where, so where I, I get all my non-Cuban cigars uh, from, he's actually my second cousin, but uh, he has a business called Cigar Professor and they do a, um, they do a quarterly subscription. You get 13 cigars a quarter and they do uh, a live, in cigars they call it a hearth, in whiskey they call it a masterclass, but it's where they sit down, they smoke a new cigar every week and they talk about it and educate you. So I... All my non-Cuban cigars I get through them. Uh, wow. Cigarprofessor.com.au. If anyone needs the contact, I'll hook you up. But oh, very nice. It's, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I so, didn't know so, either. I'm going to sign up tonight. The reason you don't know it is in Australia, you're not allowed to market anything about tobacco or provide any education and that kind of thing unless it's face to face, which has always been a challenging thing. Component of what I do. Ah, well. Is, I guess we're going to be shut down because we're fucking deleting that. <laughs> there you go. It's a cigarprofessor.com.au. They'll sort you out. But I, I get all my non-Cubans through him. I, I get my Cubans through a couple other. That, that area, I've been, I've been watching the last few years. That yeah. area of the world has grown. What's the word that you like to use, Pete, exponentially? Exponentially? Nicarag- yeah. Nicaragua has, has, has actually been out there. Yeah, They've been growing. I'll move. Maybe we should make Nicaraguan whiskey together, Vic. No, rum. Rum. Fuck this. They get another make whiskey. Rum. rum. They make the better whiskey. Oh. Oh. They do quite a dry style, a softer, um, less sweet, uh, more character filled with like layers of spice kind of rum. It's pretty good. Anyway, yeah. we didn't talk about the tasting notes for my whiskey. I didn't realize everyone was going to do it. So I feel like I should. But my first sip. No, that's all right. Was, yes, please. Yes, right, mate. You missed it up. Yeah, now that's it. But I'm going to do it anyway because uh, although it's your show for tonight, it's my show. <laughs> um, so my, 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 my first sip when it wetting the palate because I, I did take mental notes. I knew you were going to ask. It was like a, it's the, um, for anyone that missed earlier, it's a smoky Ben React 12 in a triple cask. But it, it was like a smoky caramel tart. Like you take one of those, like, you know, the really oily, um, buttery kind of caramel tarts you get from a Vietnamese bakery in like oh, mid 1990s. You know what I mean? Mm. I used yeah. to get a, the one at the marketplace down in, um, in uh, Campbelltown there. 
you know that baby. Oh that yeah, that's on the right from me. I know, I know. It's still there. That bakery is still there, mate. Yeah, I grab you one. I'll bring it to you, mate. You still in Paddington? That's this is the custard tart I'm describing. That lady's custard tart. It's in Campbelltown, <laughs> and uh, but imagine that, but smoked up with a blowtorch and then kind of like smattered with a bit of cayenne pepper to make it like bounce a little bit, and then a bit of nutmeg as well as the cinnamon. Like there's a few things going on. It's sweet, it's rich, and it's got texture to it, but it leaves this oily kind of residue on the lips and the mouth and out of a Speyside whiskey. I Like this drink's totally different to the other Ben Reacts I've had before. And it reminds me of smoky, cayenne-infused, caramel tart from Campbelltown Marketplace, the Vietnamese bakery. That's my tasting notes. Awesome, awesome. God, those, those, those tasting notes are shit, Pete. You need to pick your game up, mate. Mine's a little bit oily. Well, I, don't think, I don't think this kid's got a future in whiskey. I seriously don't. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Probably retirement and whiskey. All <laughs> the time. Go you know, it's two on, decades dude. this year. Two, de two, two decades. Actually, no, it's 20, 20 years and one month since I was 7th of February. I started. Yeah. Wow. Wow. How old were you when you started? 17. 17, eh? Oh. I waited oh. 10 years till I told anyone that. <laughs> <But yeah. laughs> I, wish, I wish I could do math. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I started drinking too young and, and ruined that, the frontal frontal cortex. <laughs> hmm. So, proved it, whichever way you look at it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, what happened? So, Pete, what, what's going on? You, you, you're back on the scene, mate. It's great to see you back, but talk to us. That's what you're doing. I'm back. So I got hit by the car. I did that. I got a bit better. And I actually took a job as a truck driver for eight months. And because it would give me a chance to load and unload the truck and build my body up, as well as have a break and smoke as many cigarettes as I wanted in between time and uh, give me another ex yet another excuse to grow the beard out. So that was cool. I did that for a while with like 12 to 14 hours days um six days a week it was insane and then started booking events again and um had a really busy end of last year with like corporate gigs and that kind of thing and then spent some time early this year doing a bit of a rebrand and a repackage um and introduce uh, a few new things like um uh, we've introduced what we're calling tipple towers. So, you know, the cold drip coffee towers, the big ones, like meter and a half tall. So we've got a few of them and we've been doing um, some events where in the in the center bit where you'd whack all your coffee grounds and stuff, we're whacking in nuts and spices and dried fruit and that kind of thing and putting whiskey in the top and then infusing it through for an event. So, and whacking that on top of a bar. So it gives you some real sort of uh, brand Brandon Booze Theatre as it's dripping down. And if you don't know where the bar is, you can find it across the room. So it's a, doing a bit of that. Um, but, yeah, we, like, Gentleman's Cabinet's still a thing, doing, like, box party, whiskey and cigar masterclasses and, and more, like, um, private dining room, that kind of thing. And then we've set up this uh, – rebranded and set up a new arm of what I do called Whiskey Pete's Events. And Whiskey Pete's events uh, is mostly booze focused. There's a little tobacco there if people ask, but we're not going to market it because that always hurt us on social media. Um, but we're targeting corporate events and weddings and that kind of thing. The reason being like 90, believe it or not, with a business called Gentleman's Cabinet for the last 10 years, like 96% of my customers are women. Which is a bit, which is crazy, right? And I wouldn't have picked it. You know, like they say when you start a business, they're like, work out your demographic. Yeah. And and the reason it's women is because it's a lot of P, uh, PAs and EAs and that kind of thing for, for companies that are booking events for, you know, the CEO or C-level guests or, or organizing events. And I realized my branding didn't really appeal to those guys and they probably 
provide maybe 90% of my profit. <laughs> so I was like, oh, well, maybe, maybe I should drop that a bit. And the, and the other problem was more people knew me. The problem is I'm more famous than my business was famous. That's a real big fucking problem, right? Like, uh, so if I'm more famous, how do, how do I link that in and and benefit and leverage that? Well, we just name it after me, Whiskey Pete's Events. So, events. So was with... it not? Was it not Whiskey Pete's Events before? <laughs> no, it was Gentleman's Cabinet. It was called because oh, right. it was yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. uh, uh, the, 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 when we first started, the idea was um, doing booze and cigars and mostly targeting Bucks Party events. So it made sense, right? And I was yeah. doing heaps and heaps of them. But over time, uh, what what happened was because the people attending Bucks parties tend to work for someone because if you can afford to go to a Bucks party, you probably have a job. And then people started calling me up from the companies they worked at and that ended up being a much, much bigger part of our business. And now that I'm coming back and trying to rebuild, like we went from 32 staff in four countries down to two and a half staff <laughs> in two states <laughs> um, oh, over COVID and the car accident and that kind of thing. So I'm I'm on the rebuild phase now. So I've got a target where what's going to help us rebuild. Whiskey Pete's events. Tell your friends. Whiskey Pete's events. Yeah, Whiskey okay. Events. Here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, how often can wow. you get a, a cowboy hat to pour you whatever booze you'd like and know something about it and talk shit? He's, Mate, back. You just, He's back. You've just you've just you've just um promoted yourself to at least six people. So yeah, you know, great. Well all, all of you six, smashing. if I don't hear from you in the next 24 Hi, hours, I totally understand. Hi, mom. Hi, mom. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Oh no, she already called me. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, no. oh. Okay, well that's five oh. people then. Fine. Yes, yes. <laughs> you walked into that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh that sounds awesome pete like seriously so where where are you doing them at the moment just in sydney or oh, oh no all, all over we're tra traveling i've got a couple booked for melbourne i've got a couple for gold coast i've got one book for cairns um doesn't mean i won't do the world west coast doesn't mean i won't go international and that's kind of how I started the business was kind of going state to state and jumping on airplanes or driving, depending on how much booze and tobacco I had to take with me and just built up my client base and then would stick, find a brand ambassador that was either still brand ambassadoring or wanted a bit of a break from it and then just give them lots of money to run events for, for me. You know what I mean? Build your client base and get the best people you know in the locations and get them to do it. So I'd love to do that again, but with just in the you know the early stages of trying to rebuild like i started my business in 2013 it was a 10-year business and it all kind of fell apart and then on top of that i had the i got hit by the car and um i guess i'm just at the end and i and i forgot everything i knew about whiskey i i like i, I literally wouldn't have been able to know what the word spayside was for six months that's that's the absolute truth i wasn't sure if i'd come back or if, if I'd remember anything about booze or if I would even still be passionate about booze and that kind of thing. But now that I've made it through all that, I guess I've got something to say. <laughs> and I think I do it better than pretty much anyone else that's out, out there trying to do the same thing. So I, I think I owe it to the world to have another crack. Plus I've got a wedding to pay for. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh. Um, yeah, I got in. So I'd bought the ring before I got hit by the car, and then I wanted to get through all my rehab and stuff to make sure I could get down on one knee and back up again. That was my goal, right? So I worked at it for twelve months to get down on one knee and back up again. And like three weeks after, after taking a truck driver job to pay for a um, impromptu engagement party, <laughs> I uh, got down on one knee and back up again, and then took her to an engagement party she didn't know about. Awesome, mate. I, I yeah. think I think you I think you've misunderstood how it works. You get down on one knee, and she keeps you on your knees for the rest of your life. <laughs> that's, how, that's how marriage works. <laughs> well, we'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> well, she's got. Oh, good on you, Pete. Congratulations. I'm, uh, you know, partly incapacitated. <laughs> Thanks, Congratulations, boys. Congratulations, mate. When, when when so when is when is the big day? 
Oh, April Can Fool's. We tell people? On April Fool's Day. <laughs> How good is Holy that? Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy If this way I ever forget, I've got till 12.01 p.m. to remember, right? Because it's like, ah, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, we're getting, we're, so the receptions at Horrorwood Distillery, we're doing it at the distillery, which is pretty cool. Nice. I'm pretty excited that about amazing. that. We're getting married in Victoria, and then we're having the reception in New South Wales. So let's hope we don't get any COVID lockdowns in between. It's like 12 minutes distance from the place we're getting married to the reception, but uh, it'll be good. And we've got a whiskey that's already been laid down. Um we seasoned a barrel with um, it was at least fifty year old port that I received from a deceased estate um, from Ange, uh, from Angie's dad, who's the, the lady I'm marrying, and um, so it was about I don't know eight and a half liters, something like that, and we seasoned a barrel with it, and then we put some finished some coral whiskey in it, and then we're going to be distilling on the night. And producing some new whiskey and re-rinsing it through a few barrels as well. So maybe in a few years you might even well, I might even bottle it and call it whiskey Pete's wedding whiskey. Which would be cool. Cool. Be awesome. Actually, let's make this a bit of back about whiskey for a second and not about me. But I am a huge believer in the energy in the room and the frequency in the room when your booze is being created totally impacts the flavor experience and the and the um let's call it the the body and head experience from from your booze right like what goes into your booze is what you receive it's the same as what goes into your eggs for you know like whether you buy caged eggs or biodynamic organic eggs you see the difference right i believe the same thing is true for whiskey and because we're going to be distilling on the night and we're going to have the band running we've got um it's a uh, you know nat king cole unforgettable we've got his nephew and 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 a brass band coming down and they're going to be distilling yeah so we've got nine of cole's nephew flying down and flying in for to do the music for it and we're going to have all this energy going on in the room and i'm really it's it's kind of an experiment to be honest i've probably gone further with the wedding than i'd intended to intentionally for this whiskey experiment because i believe what you have going on on in the room when you distill will impact the flavor and the experience on the back end. I, 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 everything I've seen and learned ever in my like uh, 26 years in whiskey and 20 years of being employed and paid in whiskey makes me believe that this is the case. So I'm almost doing this as like a case study test because if I'm right, I've got some really fucking big ideas that are going to change everything you've ever known about whiskey. That's, It'll be sick, that's awesome. Right? Yeah, that, that's sort of awesome. Getting married. Reminds me of the, the the blackened that came out with George Pickerel. Remember they, they were playing the Metallica songs while in the in the in the store <laughs> while it was maturing. But you're For doing sure. it at the early stages, so you're getting it at the at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it'll be quiet for a while to think about what just happened. I think, and it'll just go. Oh, it's okay. a reflect I'm here. On, on who I don't want to be when I grow up. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Self reflection. Yeah, no, that's cool, man. That's really good. Yeah. So I don't well, know. Just to- we're gonna do a full run, and all the I'll have access to all those barrels if I want to, if I want them. So we'll see. Just at the uh, like, just at the core of it, you know, like if in anything that that we as humans do if we're not happy when we're doing it we do it half-assed right you know and what you i mean know, like, if, yeah. if you're like if if you build a house and your carpenter had the shits on the day he was building your house you can tell that the skirting boards aren't lined up you know what i yeah. mean yeah exactly That's a, like if you need a fucking metaphor so that what's going on in the room i believe like everything's got an energy and ease and a flow right you know you know when you hang out with with people that aren't engaged or passionate or, you know, enjoying what, what they're participating in. I like to refer to them as energy leeches, right? You can feel them suck the energy out of the room. The same can be said for people that are full of energy and full of life and just contribute, contribute. And, you know, they change Mm. the atmosphere and they set the intention and the energy for the room. 
it has to, absolutely has to flow into the way you produce your booze. Whenever you, I've met a passionate winemaker, his booze always tastes better, right? So I feel like there's something there whilst we can't quantify it in current 2023 terms on what it is or what it means. I, I, I'm so sure that I'm right with this. You should, you should see the amount of money I've poured into this experiment just to make it work. I am so sure that this is right, that this is potentially going to send a benchmark for what you could do for premium whiskey. And it's thinking about the energy that you're applying and implicating through the process, which the consumer then reaps the benefit from at the other end. In the same way as when you have a look at, say, tequila, which is a uh, the agave, which is a plant that they produce tequila off, the pina, which is a big root in the middle that they cut, they cut all the leaves off and they leave this big round root in the middle called the pina and they cut it into quarters or eights and they bake that, which caramelizes the sugar and then they juice it. And from, from that juice, which is like uh, cooked agave juice, if you like, they ferment it and then produce a tequila out of that. But because of all the energy that pina or the agave plant has stored from the sun from anywhere from six to 30 years, depending on the variety of agave, it's it, there's an energy that comes from when you drink it. Have you ever noticed that people drinking tequila do dumb shit? but they have lots of energy and passion for doing that dumb shit. It's a tertiary alcohol. Absolutely, so it's yeah. present like regular alcohol, but there's that energy and that frequency that's stored in it from the sun. Unlike barley or any of those single uh, annual crops, it's got six to 30 years worth of additional energy in it. And that seems to flow through into the drinking experience. I believe there is a way we can do that for whiskey and I'm going to give it a crap because if I work it out, you know how rich and famous we're going to be, boys? Holy shit. Brad's going to be my brand ambassador in Europe. Adrian's you going to be famous. my brand ambassador in the US. Oh, and, and and Vic's just going to be my marketing guy because Vic could market anything. Brand, brand ambassador in Europe. How good would that be, especially for that? Because, like, it just. Imagine the perks of the jobs on that I, one. I'd just, be, I'd just be kicking back, you know. Sip it yeah, on the whiskey. Well, like, there you go. Why not? Why not? It, and all these things are possible. Like I remember being like 15 and 16 and 17 and thinking about how cool would it be to be a booze ambassador just traveling around the world with an expense account and having people pay for you to talk shit about whatever booze they want whilst you drink their free booze. And I thought that was cool. So I chased it and I got it and I did it. So why not? Why not? Plus, we all have the Aussie accent. And this is the thing that people don't talk about. When I was popular in booze, it was when there wasn't mm -hmm. uh, Aussie whiskey wasn't popular or famous. And, and there was job. There was, oh, there was only one, maybe two, jo nah, two jobs that I got bumped from. And it was both BA uh, jobs that they employed a Scotsman instead because there was no Aussie whiskey, right? But now yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm the ultimate Aussie fucking bogan spokesperson for Aussie whiskey. G'day, cunts. It's Whiskey Pete here. You should buy our booze. It's real good <laughs> shit. We put a lot of effort into it and I got a real volatile climate. <laughs> <laughs> He's so back. And that. Aussie, yeah, there you go. G'day, cunts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. Let's go. <laughs> But well, the point you, is, you know what? What's going to happen in the next ten years with Australians promoting booze around the world? You know how right on the fucking cusp we are of taking it all. Crafty went into fucking Germany this week. Did you see that? Craftworks is being sold in Germany. That's insane. It's awesome. Couldn't, There's a like, big void. There's a big void in the world, mate. Everyone, every everyone that I interact with all over the world, they need volume. They ask me why? Why don't we? Why don't they selling Australian whiskey here? Like just today, someone in Canada asked me, "When are we going to get some of your Australian whiskey?" Like there's a big void, and I don't know why Australian um, real distilleries are not looking into the real that. Question to Vic is why aren't you distributing globally? That's the real question. Because like I've always said, I've always said you, you have know, a warehouse already that's stocked. You lazy fuck. 
That's his <laughs> room, mate. It's not a warehouse. Because I'd rather room. drink this. I'd drink. I'd rather drink this shit. <laughs> I wouldn't listen. <laughs> I wouldn't leave the warehouse. I don't. I don't drink and drive. So put it this way: I'll drive to the warehouse and I'll be stuck there. So you never leave the warehouse. Yeah, I awesome. never leave it. That's it. Well, you know, you know, we got Hoover Heats. I'll call Hoover Beds. Hoover IKEA. Come and furnish the the warehouse because I ain't leaving this place. Pete, I hope I hope your idea works because you know the worst that could happen is that the um the distillers on your wedding night they their focus isn't on the booze and all of a sudden it, 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 it's bad. So you know, like you know how funny it is, right? So when you book a wedding in Corowa, because everyone knows everyone, it's Corowa, right? I think there's six thousand yeah. people. So Bo, who's the dreaded distiller at Corowa, it's his wife that's making our cake. His mother-in-law is our celebrant. Um, it's a friends of theirs who's our florist. Uh, <laughs> so we're either bringing people from Sydney or everyone knows each other. So I'm hoping he'll put in all the extra effort because I've employed everyone he knows. <laughs> my my um my son-in-law, his family's from Corowa, so half oh, of those yeah. people are probably you know related by marriage to me. So you know. There you go. Well, well, I'll, I'll, I'll be. They're just, all they're all amazing people. So you never, you just never know, mate. Just no, never she know. comes to Carola. Well, we'll find out. Well, there <laughs> will be left. April first. We're bringing in. We're bringing in a hundred and something odd of them. <laughs> if there, if there's <laughs> six, them back. If there's six thousand people in Carola, like what? It, there's going to be six thousand and two people at it's your wedding, or what? Huh? Oh yeah, I, I don't know if all of Cairo wants to come. I don't know. I don't know if they like. I don't us. think you'll get a choice, we mate. To, we went down to scope the wedding out in June, and I, I I don't know if they really want me back. But anyway, it's happening. We're going back. We're going to distill some booze. We're going to drink some booze. All our bombonieries. We've done some fifteen mil bottles of the whiskey we're serving on the night, and I'm not sure how much is going to be left. But if there is some left, I think. Maybe we might bottle it and maybe flog oh. it. Uh, this is the first one, and then we'll do a second Man, one. If you don't, like, and then we'll do the like because on the night we're going to do a full run, five thousand liters, or like a, a oh, worth yeah. of wash, and then we'll yeah. see what comes out. So like, there's probably ten barrels there, which I oh, so the deal with Dino is I haven't paid for any of the whiskey that's coming out at the end, but I will get first dibs on buying the barrels. So if we work out a consortium of people that think it would be that are interested in this experiment that we're going to pump heaps of cash into then we could well, like we'll pop, you know, kind of have unlimited fucking volume really like two and a half thousand no more like fucking three and a half thousand bottles oh wow yeah and then we'll see have what you happens. decided by what you're using what what type of barrels are you using yet or is that um that's um undisclosed well maybe maybe we'll do some of every maybe maybe we'll vary it uh -huh. be pretty hard you know like what what did you say three uh five thousand liters it's going to be pretty uh, hard to just of, have of one, one type of barrel for that right of wash at eight percent right so divide it bring it down that's in a month <sighs> in a month holy cow so, yeah I've remembered whiskey. I got engaged. I'm getting married. I've rebranded the business. And now I'm coming out to slay. <laughs> you couldn't have picked I, a better I, place to get married. I'll tell you right oh, now. Yeah. It, 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 it seriously sounds awesome. Sounds like a great night. An amazing night. Good. Yeah, if we got a, if we got enough money in the budget, we'll have a mechanical bull as well, but we'll see. <laughs> In the, in Mate, the just borrow Dean's bull. Huh? Just borrow one of Dean's bulls. You'll be right. <laughs> Do it for real. See how tough yeah, fuck right yeah. <laughs> I just want to tell what could possibly go wrong there? When I'm limping, it's like just pretend it's a rodeo injury. <laughs> it, it kind of is, but if the bull was called Prius <laughs> and, and was night <laughs> blue and had an Uber driver at the front, anyway. <laughs> So that's what I've been doing, boys. I've just been rebuilding and trying to come back and get ready for some things. I've I've, I've got a couple other conversations I've been having about, uh, I don't know if I mentioned to you guys before, but carbon negative 
barley. I've got some stuff going on there where a distillery will instantly be able to flick onto my barley and be carbon negative. It's, I'm, I'm in talks. We had some land, but then it didn't have enough rainfall. And now I'm looking at another block, which is like 35 acres to trial. More more up your way, eh? It's more Port Macquarie way, really. Um, oh, imagine okay. imagine if you had had some of that to to um, put in the wash for the on your wedding. Yeah, well, one thing at a time. Maybe we'll oh. have to do a second party. Maybe we'll just call it a fucking launch party, but we'll do the Another launch party. Yeah. Get, get married again. Get married again. Oh, yeah, yeah, why not? Renew the vows. I have, I have, I have, ex- I've totally exhausted my fucking energy from meeting new women. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm done. No, the same woman you. Nothing. Same one. Don't Too many knobs. Yeah, I've run out of renew, belt. I keep cutting renew, holes in them. Renew, renew the vows, mate. Renew the vows and, and um, do the, do the wash again. You know what? I think we might, I think we might wrap it up there. I, that, that's, you know, it's so good to have you back, Pete. Seriously, Thanks, um, I appreciate yeah, it. Absolutely, looking forward to, yeah, it's awesome. to seeing, awesome. seeing the events kick off and and um, get underway. Yeah. And if you if you ever need if you ever need somebody to help, um, you know, I'm sure that um, the three of us and, and John down in Victoria. Oh, that's good to keep them. That's because <laughs> I've got a couple of Queensland events. Where are you in Queensland, Brad? In in Brisbane. Yeah, okay, because I've got a couple of Queensland inquiries at the moment that I may or may not have to get on the aeroplane for, so that wouldn't hurt. But, yeah, I hadn't hadn't even thought about this resource, so I'm really glad that you put it on my radar. But it's nice to see you all again, fighting fit and doing well. I'm just uh, hustling and trying to rebuild the dream, right? For the people at home, for the guys at home, I hope Brad will take a screenshot. People at home... Pete's wearing a singlet, favourite yeah, Australian um, garb, you know, for men. He's got some big guns, I'll tell you what. Nah, bro. He's got some guns. By the car. You guys haven't seen you guys haven't seen me face to face, so I'm gonna stand up now. But after getting hit by the car, I lost like fifteen kilos. And so I'm just trying to build back up. I got all these. Look at that. Jesus Christ, he's got a ten pack. He's got a ten pack, ladies and gentlemen, kids at home. Yeah, yeah. You know, so he's just an R eighteen. I'm ten kilos too light, but I'll get back. Every day oh, I got to work at it because, like, you don't like. Have you ever seen Dallas Buyers Club? You know, with yes. Matthew McConaughey, and he's like a heroin opiate junkie. That after the car accident, that's literally what I look like. I went from eighty six kilos to sixty six. I was Holy nothing. Shit. Yeah, like I, I looked dead. I, I can't even explain to you. I've been like to the to the to the depths of fucking horseshit and back. But this is why I'm coming out and uh, like and and I'm fighting fit and ready to go because the thing is, it, this is what it is, right? If you don't get back on the horse, who are you? And how you can expect anything from anyone else? If you're gonna be a cowboy, you got to get back on the horse, right? When stuff goes wrong, you got to get back up. So I'm getting back up. I'm going to have another crack. I'm the best at what I do. I know that. And now I remember what I do. Mm-hmm. I've got to have another shot at it to prove to myself that, I, that I'm right, I guess. Nice. Yeah. Anyway. So that's Good on happening. you, Pete. Good well, on I appreciate you. you guys giving me some of your evening to talk about what I've been doing and working on. Oh, mate. And Vic, do you, want to talk, do you want to talk about our next episode that we discussed just before? You can yeah. Commit to I'll commit to it. Sometime in the future, we are, we are hoping to have Whiskey Pete here to tell us about um, rolling up cigars and what cigar to pick for beginners. We'll do a, we'll do a cigar episode. We're just yes, going to hash absolutely. it out. We'll go we down and we'll talk about tobacco varieties and what matches well with what whiskeys and how to find the right cigar to pair with the whiskey that you're drinking and those kind of things, how they're made, how to roll them, cut them, light them, how to how to bring cigars into your life and existence and improve your whiskey experience. That's what we're going to talk about. Because I'm the guy for that. Well, the followers just turned from six to sixteen yep. now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Boys and girls, let's go. Sorry, mum. I'm not smoking, <laughs> mum. Honestly, I am. I am. So, uh, what do you reckon? In <laughs> you, buddy. Uh, let's say after, let's say after, let's say six weeks from now, give or take, after the wedding, I've got to get through the wedding. 
but six to eight weeks from now we'll do a cigar episode we'll um i can even roll a cigar if you like and you can do some visuals i don't i don't mind whatever you like to do we can do whiskey pete does tobacco episode yeah in between time in between time if you want to see what i'm up to because i probably should have said this before check out whiskeypete's.com new website it's got or our uh, product product guide and price catalog like you can go on and literally work out how much it would cost you to do an event with me based on how many people and basically no events agency does that i just went cock on block put all the pricing out there you can go in work it out check it out and uh if you don't know me find me on instagram deal 70 odd others. Whiskey Pete's with an S. You put the S on the end of it these days. So, yeah, Whiskey Pete's. Oh, yeah, Whiskey Dot Pete's at Insta. With an S, yeah. Thank you, boys. Cool, cool. Thanks. Thanks, Pete. Thanks, Adrian. Thanks, Vic. Thanks, Vic. And thanks, all listeners. We'll chat you on the next one. Cheers. Cheers.